Aloha! Welcome to the Haleo Nakaula podcast. We are based upcountry on the stunning island of Maui. If you have any questions or want to know more about us, you can always check us out at hokmaui.com. We would love to connect with you on social media throughout the week on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Today, our pastor, Daniel Oliveira, relates our anticipation for Pentecost with our hunger for the truth. The Holy Spirit was not sent for the disciples' personal gain, but to enable them to walk in their commissioning. We cannot miss what God is doing because it does not happen the way we thought it would. So we, we understand that there's a lot of evil still around us. But we also know that we are saved. You know, we have the Lord, we have the blood of Christ, we have Passover, right? And we have the resurrection, we have the power of, of God to include us in His plan. But we also know that there is something missing. I look at my walk with God, and I go like, there is something missing here. I know I walk with God, I know that I believe, I know I, I understand, you know, but a lot of times a walk with God is marked with a lot of disillusion. Right? Anybody here agree with me? Right? I mean, and, and to me, one day maybe somebody's going to write the Third Testament, and they're going to include our stories. You know, but like we, we were, you know, talking earlier, the disciples did not have a book to know exactly what was going to happen and how it would all end. Right. You know, and they, they left everything to follow Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a rabbi traveling from town to town in Israel teaching. And he gathered a group of followers and they had a revelation. You know, have you ever had a, a revelation in your life about a walk with God? You know, and a lot of times we have a revelation and that revelation is right. But it doesn't mean that it is complete. One point, Jesus asked the disciples, who do people say that I am? And, and some, and the disciples told him, well, some say you're the prophet, Elijah, this, or you are... You know, and then, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the son of the living God. He had a revelation. But with his revelation, there was something very personal of what Peter wanted also from the Lord. It was like, hey, you're the Messiah. That means this, 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 and this. So that means that all... Everything is going to happen according to my theology. And I don't know about anybody else here, but have you ever found out that your theology does not work? <laughs> and a lot of times the way you believe and the way that you expect things to happen, they won't happen. They don't happen. And that's exactly what happened with the disciples between Passover and Pentecost. Because... All of their dreams were shattered. And I think that the body of Christ in general right now is right between Passover and Pentecost. A lot of disciples 
are giving up, going back to Emmaus, this is all not working, you know, this is, you know, I followed this guy, I believed this, and it did not come to pass. You know, my dreams died. My dreams vanished. My beliefs. Am I speaking to anybody here? I mean, we, we had, you know, in, in, in our group of churches, we had a lot of teachings, and, you know, about life and healing, and we still believe that. But how many times we prayed, and we believed, and it did not come around the way we expected. Right? And that's exactly what I, I want to point out. In, in our preparation for Pentecost, you, you need to put yourself in the scripture and find where you can relate. You know, and we talked about this recently, about the, the disciples on the way to Emmaus, and how the Lord appeared to them and start explaining to them. And I think that that's part of the preparation for the day of Pentecost. You know, that we ask the Holy Spirit, speak to me, explain to me, what is going on? Why is it that things do not happen the way I expected? Because we are always trying to be comfortable. Right? We are like that baby eagle in the nest. You know, if Mama Eagle would just keep feeding you, it would just live there forever. You know, and but what we know the story, right? The Mama Eagle has to start removing some of the feathers and the fluff of the nest. And the baby eagle is like, oh my God, this is not as comfortable anymore. And I think that that's what God is always doing with us. He's always finding a way of dealing with our wrong theology, with our comfort zones, with the castles that we're building in our minds of how things are going to be. Because in the end, He does not want you to just be sitting there receiving Receiving, receiving. This word comes with a, a warning. Because on the day of Pentecost, they received something. The disciples received something. But it was not for them. What they received was the enabling to walk in a commission. But when you ask God for a blessing for the day of Pentecost, remember that. Because if I have a faith to receive something, to stay in my comfort nest, God is going to have to come once again and shatter that illusion. Okay, we're done. <laughs> Good luck. Is this making sense to anybody here? You know, it, it, it is very important to understand that they didn't know how it would all end. 
Now we read the verses here and we read the Gospels and we read everything that happened and we know the sequence and oh, everything is going to work out. Guys, don't worry. You know, just hang in there. 40 more days, 30 more days. Right? And everything that you're going to receive the Holy Spirit. You know, but what is the meaning of receiving the Holy Spirit? The meaning of the, the Holy Spirit is Passover, they would come with a sheaf of grain, right? Presenting to the Lord. It was like just the grain. 50 days later, they would bake two bread, two loaves of bread made of the grain of the, the harvest. How do you make bread? You let the wheat dry, really dry, and then you grind. And you grind. Until you don't even see any remaining of each grain of wheat. Until all becomes one. And that's what was happening with all the disillusionment. Those grains, the first fruits, they were going through a grinding process. And all the chaff, all the things that should not be there was being removed. All the wrong theologies, all the wrong expectations, all the wrong motivations, Right? Do you feel like you're in that process? That God is sifting? I mean, even like he told Peter, Satan is asking to sift you. Like wheat. Right? How do you sift wheat? You beat it down, throw it in the air, let the wind blow the chaff. And all that remains is the wheat. And I think that God is in the process with us, with his body, with the church. Like, let's remove all that needs to be removed. Let, let's shake everything that can be shaken. You know, whatever false doctrines were included in my church, I'm going to have to sift. I'm going to have to grind. I'm going to have to remove. Until the, the only thing that remains is the pure wheat. That then I can mix, I can add my leaven. Remember that Passover, you removed all the old leaven. Then God comes and says, now I can infuse you with my Holy Spirit. And now I can make you one, two loaves of bread, white two, because it's Christ and the church. And white loaves of bread, because then he can break them and feed to the nations. When you receive the Holy Spirit, it, it's not a selfish motivation. Oh, if I receive the Holy Spirit, then I can prophesy, I can 
you know, bless my car, it won't break. Right? And I'm going to multiply the money in my bank account. That's wrong. That's part of the chaff that needs to be removed. You know, I'm, I'm going to have all the answers to my prayers. No, when God was preparing the disciples, he was saying, you are going to go out. You are going to preach the gospel. You are going to heal the sick. You're going to bless. And we're going to read the, the Great Commission. But before we get to the Great Commission, let's go to Acts 1. Are you guys okay? Yes. You know, I, 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 sometimes I have to make this personal, right? And I, I think I already brought a word one time talking about disillusion. And it's hard to be disillusioned. Right? But at least gives you a, a true reality. You know, and I, and I, in finishing my master's degree, I, I had to read some books that were like really hard. Because I saw exposed a lot of things that I do not have a revelation of. <laughs> they are part of the church. And it's part of, you know, the things that were infused in, in the church. Then you go like, but I was told this all my life. And then you go like, but that's not right. It's not even scriptural. And it's hard. It's hard to be confronted with a truth that comes and shatters your illusions. And a, a, lot, of, a, a lot of times I, I really felt like the disciples on the way to Emmaus. Like, I just want to walk away from this. And I think that we all here in this group, we walked away several times like, I cannot stay in this thing anymore. And that's why how this always started, started as a walk with God. Because you have to keep moving. You have to keep moving. You have to keep seeking for the truth. And the truth does not always come easy without pain. It's easy to, you know, read, Thou shalt know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Will set you free from what? From the light. From the false castles, false doctrines. My bless our preparation for Pentecost. <laughs> You know, that we, we, we are going to be driven and be saying this, Lord, make us lovers of the truth. Yeah. He is the truth. The Word is the truth. You know, and, and Lord, make us lovers of your truth to the point that we're, we're going to be easy 
to drop everything else. Because nothing is as important as having a personal relationship with you. Look at this. Acts 1. I'm going to read from verse 1. This is right after the crucifixion and the resurrection. We know that for 40 days, the Lord kept appearing to the disciples. Right? So, this is the first account I composed, Theophilus, about all that Jesus began to do and teach. Until the day that he was taken up to heaven, after he had, by the Holy Spirit, given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To this he also presented himself alive after his suffering, by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days, and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. Gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard of from me. For John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So we know that for 40 days, the Lord kept appearing and kind of reinforcing that he was with them, that he was loving them, that he was resurrected. And that was good, right? I mean, that was amazing to have Peter walking on the water. I mean, him eating breakfast with them, telling them to cast them net on the other side of the boat. Amazing things. And I, I was thinking about that, how many times we have amazing things happening in our lives, and the next day we forget them. How many days we have convincing proofs that He is with us? But we still have some false ideas of how things should happen. I don't know if it's getting to you, but I've been feeling very confronted. Because this is my, my feeling. Whatever is a false hope or a fa- false faith, God will make sure to sift out of me. Whatever we have found as something that this is how it's going to work, and this is my, my, my lifesaver. I'm going to hold on to this. And if this is not him, it's going to pop. It cannot be horses or chariots. <laughs> it cannot be leaders. It cannot be a church. <laughs> it has to be in a church with everybody pursuing individually and collectively a relationship with God. I cannot, nobody can be that 
sense of security for anybody. Even Jesus could not be there for his disciples. So, verse 6, when they had come together, they were asking him, saying, Lord, is it at this time you're restoring the kingdom to Israel? I mean, how many balloons do they have to be popped, right? I mean, after all of this, 50 days, almost, they were still like, oh, okay, but, but you're the Messiah, right? But you're going to do this for me, right? This is how, what, what I believed all this last few years following you is, is to the truth, right? He said to them, It is not for you to know times or epochs with the fa- which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria, and even to the remotest parts part of the earth. They were still with an illusion of how they had pictured the fulfillment of their walk with God. And Jesus was saying, no, 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 this is not the way it's going to be. I told you to go and wait to receive something. But when you receive that, don't create another set of false hopes (laughs) that you're going to just stay here in the upper room and everybody's going to be blessed and everybody's going to be speaking in tongues and singing in the Spirit, and it's going to be wonderful, right? We're going to create another nest here. You know, like Peter said, let's build three tabernacles. Why? Because that's our mentality. You know, we want God to appear to us, and then we just settle there, and we're going to be happy, and we're going to be blessed. Right? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody will go, wow, that people, they're so blessed. And God is going, no. Because when you receive this, you're going to receive this to be my witnesses. Once I show these two breads to the world, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break it apart and scatter Next Saturday, we're going to be in the day of Pentecost. God bless us to be ready with no false hopes. Because what God is looking for is somebody that he can send to the world to bless. Let's go to Matthew 28. 28.19 Let's go to verse 16. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. So this is all between Passover and Pentecost. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some were still doubtful. 
And Jesus came up and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Another one, Mark 16, verse 14. And after he appeared to the eleven themselves as they were reclining at the table, and he reproached them for their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they had not believed those who had seen him after he had risen. <laughs> oh, disciple. They were still not believing. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Go and preach the gospel to all creation. And Lord, Holy Spirit, open our understanding of what that means. Right? I mean, we, we are right in the middle of... I mean... We need to understand the biblical languages to understand this. And to understand exactly what he was talking about. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who have believed. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So then when the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. It is interesting because he was saying one of the parables that he told the disciples was, was talking about somebody leaving to go receive a kingdom. And he, he went to the right hand of the Father, so he received his kingdom. But he commissioned us, the disciples, to occupy until I come. Whatever I gave you, you do business with it. Don't bury your talents. Walk in the commission. Lay hands. Cast demons. Preach the gospel to all creation. And we could jump to Romans 8, but we won't. Because then you see there that it is the revealing of the sons of God that will set creation free. And I think that we are still limited in the way that we, we see what God wants from us. I'm going to read a, a quote from John Stevens, the founder of our church. He says, Would you like to see the whole earth shaken by the gospel of the kingdom? That's what the living word actually is, the gospel of the kingdom. It is a revelation directly from the scriptures of the basic principles for the kingdom of God 
which will be set up on this earth. We must distinguish between the two commissions that Jesus gave. Follow this carefully. One commission says, go and preach the gospel to every creature, the whole creation. This is Mark 16. This commission is quoted frequently because people are a little confused with the other commission. That of Matthew 28. There Christ said, all authority is given to me in heaven and on earth. Now this commission is quite different. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. For the nations to become the kingdom of our Lord and his Christ. There will have to be the same faithfulness to believe for the principalities and powers that have dominated this land to be shaken and dethroned as there is to win a soul to the Lord. I don't remember the name of this message, but we can find it later. It's uh, this week, 1981. So Lord, Somewhere, you will have a people ready to walk in this great commission. You know, but it's not going to be a a human effort to preach the gospel. It's going to be something done with authority. You know, to actually set creation free. And we say, Lord, we, we do not feel qualified. But we know that you can qualify us. You can bless us. You can equip us. You can empower us. All we need is this infilling of your Holy Spirit. But Lord, give us a boldness. And remove from us the reluctance to be who you want us to be. Remove from us the false sense of insecurity that's more like an unbelief or a a reluctance to move in what you want us to move. Amen? Amen. Mahalo for listening to this message. If you are led to leave a rating and review, please feel free to do so. May God bless you.